0: Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He is an Olympic champion, a four-time long course world champion, three-time short course world champion. He was the first man under a minute and 30 seconds in the 200-yard freestyle, Blake Peroni. Yeah, what's up? super excited to get you on the podcast today i'm i'm excited to nerd out with you you've been in the swimming game forever i remember one of our writers used to be i'm i'm getting a mixed up now one of the carroll brothers which which one of oh the, yeah trevor did trevor you race carroll. against Te- trevor yeah we raced
1: uh actually i think he was one year older than me so we raced uh, three years at Indiana High School State together, and he okay. was really good. And Indiana High School State—it's like a huge deal in, in Indiana, at least. It's that's like, right. It's like the biggest meet. It's like Junior Nationals or Nationals, something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, school. so, so Tony, Tony, his older brother, raced for us. Trevor and Trevor raced against you all the time. So that's where I first heard about you. Tell me about Indiana State. Uh, because yeah, it's like, like you said, it seems like a really big deal in the state of Indiana. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's, it's hard to explain it to someone that's not from Indiana or has never been to the meet, but I mean, it's see the, uh, the Indianapolis natatorium, right. You've been there a million times. It's yeah. almost fully packed for a high school state meet. And it's just, it's electric. I mean, just like, you know, division one NCAAs, I remember, You know, in Minnesota, it it was loud, but it's just as loud for a high school meet um, (laughs) at high school state. It's it's something else. I I really enjoyed it. I think it actually helped a lot moving into meets like junior nationals uh, and senior nationals and other meets like that. I remember being so nervous my freshman year and I got second and two free as a freshman.
0: Wow. Yeah. So I was going to ask about that. You know, what, where, what, what town are you from? What was your high school? Like were you guys one of the big players or, or were you kind of on the smaller end?
1: Yeah, no, Thanks. we were good. So I was from, I swam for Chesterton um, and we're always, well, I wouldn't say we've always been known, but at least in the last 20 years we've been considered like a better uh, school in, in Indiana for swimming. Um, we've had some people like Kyle Whitaker, if that name it rings a bell to you. Yeah. Uh Aaron Whitaker's younger brother and me and some other people that have gone through. So yeah, we were definitely known as a good swimming school, but we weren't uh we had one state a few times. I think we had one state twice before before I got there. And then we won state twice while I was there. My junior and senior year, we both won
0: uh high school state. Wow. Yeah. And So so you get there as a freshman. Uh you end up second in the turn free which is it seems like a huge accomplishment but yeah tell me about that season and especially when you got to state, you know, and had, I'm guessing you'd never been to a meet like that before.
1: Yeah, I was so nervous and I just I I don't know, I was like a deer in the headlights for everything. And but I still like I swam really well. I think I, I still remember my time. It was like it was like 140.2 and that got second back back then i don't know what that would get now probably like 10th or something but it was like a great swim for me at the time and everyone was like super pumped and i was like all right i did something good i guess you know i was like no idea what was going on um yeah. but you actually uh, each year after that i looked forward to it more i would say i like really got excited okay. for it like the first year i was nervous and i was like i don't know what to expect but then uh, I actually uh, won my first high school state title my sophomore year.
0: Okay, in the yeah. two hundred free.
1: Yeah, in the two free, and I think yeah. Trevor beat me in the hundred. If I can, it's it's been a while. I can't exactly <laughs> remember, but I think he, he beat me in one of them. I can't remember which one it was.
0: Okay, uh, you said I got second in the two to free, and like my mind's like, oh, he we probably went like one thirty five or something because. You go over 10 seconds faster than that now. It's like that's so wild to, you know, I mean 140, that's a that's a fast time, but yeah, that's like freshman year high school. (laughs) Like 15. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so I was just it's crazy how much that event has grown, but also, you know, 140, 15 year old, like you said, that's that's really solid. What you know, you, you won that meet your junior, senior year. Um, take me through some of the best memories of those two years for you.
1: Um, the best memories. Well, the two that stick out that were really repetitive is like every day in practice talking about the relays and talking about how like, I mean, we were like in a point where we were like kind of cocky that we were like, we're going to win high school state, like our junior senior like we're like, we're going to win, you know? So we would like say it all the time in practice. And it was, it was just like fun, like joking around with that and practice yeah. with the other guys and uh, talking about the relays. Like we wanted to break three minutes in the 400 relay for like two years. Okay. We had like splits that certain people needed to go. And, and that was a big deal. And we did it, we did it in prelims of, uh, of the meet because, like the way that the points worked out our coach didn't like wanted us to like kind of swim slow and like still because we could swim moderate and still win the relay as long as we didn't dq we were going to win yeah so it was more just like swim it to to win the meet rather than to go like as fast a time as possible
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so we went like 259 7 or something like that in the uh in the 400 free relay and it's kind of funny because like i remember iu i'm not I'm not sure on the hundreds, but like IU went the same time that we went in the 400 free relay in their four medley relay at NC's last year. They went like 259.7 or something. And I was like, <laughs> we went like 259.7 in the four free when we were in high school.
0: <laughs> that That is pretty awesome. Do you yeah. remember what you split on that relay?
1: Uh, I think it was like 43.3 leading off. Okay, geez.
0: Yeah, That's yeah it was pretty out. good time for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, in, in high school especially, I guess, at that meet, did you progress every year? Did you feel yourself like, oh, I'm definitely better than where I was last year? Was that always a good benchmark for you? Yeah, definitely.
1: Honestly, almost all of my high school and college career, I would say like, I would get to the meet and I'd be like, okay, I know I'm better than I was last year. I just don't know how much time I'm going to drop, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just like could see it in the the mid-season meets that I was doing. I was like, obviously faster than I was last year. And, you know, whatever it was, I just felt better. But my uh, um, times kind of progressed pretty, like, linearly, I would say, throughout my high school career. I actually didn't get to swim the 200 free at high school state my junior and senior year. I said, until I am. Wow. because we yeah because because high school state's all about trying to score the most points possible for your team
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we had a guy that could swim the two free and he got i think he got second both years in the two free and i won the 2im <laughs> even though that's... i like never trained i am <laughs> just like college <laughs> never trained i am but i had to swim at, at big tens all the time
0: <laughs> did do you like the 200 IM? oh it's
1: okay it's not my favorite i i really don't like backstroke i like uh, all the other strokes i just i have to work so hard and still go so slow on backstroke that i just i hate it and i don't like i don't kick out very well
0: so me and that stroke have have beef yeah that's i i i'm with you backstroke's my least favorite stroke no offense to anyone but i'm just yeah uh, Yeah, i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) um were you i mean was that Obviously, you were doing it for the team. Personally, were you a little salty? Would you? you, you no, know, no, I definitely was. The two I definitely three? was
1: at the at the time because I was like, I a, a big deal is like the Indiana High School State Records. And at the time, I think going into my senior, I think my best time was already faster than the state record. Um, and and my coach was like, "You're going to have to swim the two I.M. You know, we have <laughs> another guy. We'll score more points if you win the I.M. and like Ethan wins the two free." Because there was another meet like two weeks after called senior state, which is like the meet that you go to where you can swim a bunch of different events if you want. And I ended up going like 135 at that. So I like dropped, I dropped time. So I did get a chance to swim the two free like later. It just wasn't at state.
0: Mm-hmm. Did, <laughs> did you ever work out the point differential to where it was like, we won by so much I could have. Yeah, I, the I think we period. won by like 40 <laughs> points. I'm not sure,
1: but it was like 37 or 40, something like that. <laughs> I was, I was a, a bit salty at the time,
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, you guys ended up winning. So I guess it's, so one, one thing you mentioned, your times progress fairly linearly, which is certainly not always the case for a lot of swimmers. Um, And, and I think most swimmers kind of feel like they do progress linearly throughout their career. You know, I've gotten better each year, but the times don't always necessarily show that. Is there any, certain thing or things that you kind of attribute to you being able to put up those times and progress in a linear fashion for so long? I'm not, it's hard
1: for me to give this kind of advice to like such a general group of people, but like what I do is to like, I like to see that, okay, this time that I swam in season is faster than the time that I swam in the season, like last season, the season before that, the season before that. So like mentally that even if it's not necessarily true, I tell myself I'm better than last year. You know, I went a faster time that I did here last year, you know? So I think yeah. that's kind of a big deal. Like I'm convincing myself that I'm already better than last year because of the, the data that I'm getting throughout the season, whether I can hold faster times in a certain set or go a faster time in a mid season meet or some kind of, you know, some kind of race, um, I would say that that helps me convince myself that I'm better. And I think that is half the battle, just like getting up on the block and being like, okay, I'm going to go best time. I know I'm better. Just, I don't know what I'm going to go.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I, like you said, mentally, swimming is a huge mental sport, I think. And if you convince yourself, Hey, I'm better then it's probably going to work out. Right.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, it
0: doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, so you, so after high school, you, you end up at Indiana What, give me, give me the the quick rundown of of what brought you to IU.
1: Um, it wasn't necessarily one thing, but I I just went on all my, or I went on like four recruiting trips and I just liked the whole experience at IU's a lot more than the other ones. And it wasn't like necessarily one thing. And the funny thing is I wasn't even planning on going to a trip to IU because I kind of wanted to leave the state of Indiana and get maybe West coast or somewhere else and, my parents were like oh it's just like a three-hour drive why don't you just go down and take a trip you know I just I just drove down by myself and like I when I got back I was like yeah I'm, I'm gonna go to IU and they were like they were like you didn't even want to take a trip and I was like I know but I'm gonna go to
0: IU uh, and so uh you know again it, it seems like at IU pretty, there was a pretty linear progression for you as well um how how why do you feel like you were able to transfer that success you had in high school and just keep it on going at Indiana so well?
1: I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Actually that that reminds me of something funny. So like my my best time in the 2 free was like 135 uh coming into college and my freshman year midseason was Winter Nationals in Greensboro. And I did, I sent the two free and I sw- guess, who, guess who was in it? Nathan. And Nathan went like 132 something. And I went, I, and I went that. the best time. I went like 134. And I was like, oh my gosh, Nathan just went 132. I think we were in the same heat. We might have been next to each other. I'm not sure. But I was like, that is so fast. I can't believe he just went that time. I, re- I just remembered that memory like so vividly. And I was like, I just want the best time.
0: Uh, <laughs> But,
1: uh, yeah. So back to your question. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. I just think like each, each season I was like, okay, my numbers in the weight room are getting better. My times in these, you know, these kind of like standardized sets that we'll do every year are getting better, whatever they are like, like 30, 50s, 200 pace or whatever. Like I can hold like a faster average throughout these 30 or, or I want to, and I'm always trying to, you know, but that's like my benchmark. I don't want to, you know, go any slower than I did you know, a couple of months ago or something like that. I mean, it's not always going to be like that. But, and uh, I think one of the things that helped me a lot is the focus on efficiency in at IU because I didn't really do a whole lot of stroke efficiency in high school. And I think that's a huge key in the tuner two, free, especially. I mean, if you can, if you can flip at the hundred moving fast, but it not tax your body like a ton, just not be like dead at the hundred is, you know, is key. Uh, at least for me it was. Um, and I remember, I remember watching Dean's two free, uh, last year in, in 19 at, uh, at NC's and he, I mean, he's taken like seven strokes, most of the lap. And it's like, you know, one of the most perfect swims I've seen.
0: Yeah. What, so were there specific things you guys did at IU to work on that?
1: Uh, We would do just like 50s and hundreds of where we have to take a certain amount of strokes and you also have to match a certain amount a certain time. It didn't necessarily have to be fast but we would always we do like 50s if like 50s long course we'd have like you're only allowed like three or four kicks off the wall 28 strokes and it has to be like 29 seconds that's just an example it could be yeah 28 whatever. But Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, not, not being able to just fully crank over your arms and still be expected to go fast helps. I don't really know what changes in your stroke. Maybe it makes you like pull a little harder with each stroke, but that's, I've, I think that has been really helpful for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, So the, you get two years into IU, uh, 2016 Olympic trials come up. Um, what were your goals heading into that meet?
1: Well, my really only goal was to try and make the team in the two free. And <laughs> I was like, if, if you were to ask anyone, like, if I was going to make a team, what event would it be in? They would have said the 200 free. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, an okay prelim swim in the two free, and I had, like, a horrible semifinal swim. I, I just let my heart rate get, like, super out of control. I let, like, everything, it was too much hype. I was I dove in, and I felt like I was should have been on the third fifty. Of you know the third the third length of the 200 freestyle and it was just it was a horrible swim and I I didn't make the final and then um, the only event that I had another you know another even possible chance at was the hundred free and I, my best time going into o- Olympic trials was 49.6 I believe and in prelims I went 49.3 and made the semi and then in the semi I went 49.0 and made the final and then in the final I went 48.7 and got sixth. And so it was just like a perfect three swims in a row, just that like linear drop each time. And I definitely know at least why the last time I was able to go faster is because I was next to Tony. (laughs) Tony (laughs) flipped in like 22-1 or something, 22-3. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you just ride the wave. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, I mean, after that 200 free, I'm I'm guessing that's fairly disheartening to be like my best shot and I, you know, it didn't work out. I mean, what are you telling yourself after that swim to to going into the hundred freestyle?
1: Yeah, uh, I get that question a lot, and I gave myself a little bit of time to be mad at myself for that race. Like, I feel like everyone's like, okay, don't think about it. You know, it's it's over, it's done with, whatever. But you kind of need to be like set. I I mean, say like six hours or like eight hours to be mad about that swim. Next time you come to the pool then it's truly over. Then we're going to like focus on something else. And the stuff that I was telling myself is like, well, you know, that was not what I wanted to, but I don't want to waste. That was the first Olympic trials I'd ever been to. I don't want to waste the rest of my Olympic trials experience. Just like having a bad attitude, having a bad mindset and just ruining another swim, you know, going to the hunter free with a super terrible mindset, just be like, Oh, probably going to add a second. You know, it's like, of course you're going to do bad. So it was really just like, slowly kind of talking myself into it like i don't want to have a bad experience here that kind of thing
0: yeah uh and so then you you make the olympic team you go to the olympics um what was your olympic experience like there
1: (laughs) it wasn't honestly like i don't even remember the swim i mean it was like it was like an okay so like premium (laughs) swim i swam like once and i'm pretty sure it was like the first day so (laughs) it was more just like i was in the stands and like hanging out and you know, going through all the stuff. And I remember Michael introducing himself to me in the elevator when we were going to get our, uh, like fitted for all of our clothes and stuff. And he was like, Hey, nice. You made the team. Like I'm Michael. And I was like, yeah, I know who you are, <laughs> you know, uh, but that was, that was just really cool for me at the time.
0: Definitely. Yeah. What, what was, I mean, what was the training camp? Like even before just being in the presence of the 2016 Olympic team oh, it was, and knowing that you're a part of it?
1: yeah, it was great. It's not, I mean, it is a training camp, but it's, and there are like hard, hard things happening, but it's just really fun finally being able to like be around all of your friends. <coughs> and like, you know, cause I had raced Ryan and Caleb and Townley and everyone. And like, it's just fun, like hanging out, like, Hey, we're all going to the Olympics together, you know? And like, and I remember doing like fifties at pace with Caleb, Ryan, uh, and it was me and uh maybe some other people but it was it got like super competitive and like i'm sure you've seen the photo of ryan and caleb vomiting um the the, the, the picture <laughs> I've not where, seen this photo you see that? no oh <laughs> held's like leaned over the trash can and you can see like spaghetti like strings coming out of his mouth because they both it was i can't even remember what the set was it was like it was like 50s 200 pace <laughs> and they both were like 20 or maybe it was hundred base. And I think it was like 22, seven or something <laughs> on the first one
0: on the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were going like way too fast. I don't know what it was. It's <laughs> awesome. but it was, it was so like, I mean, just hanging out. Uh, I remember my, my protein opened in my, so if I take any kind of supplement to a meat, now I duct tape the lid onto the, the main part. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I remember my, Protein opened up in, in my bag of all the new clothes that I just got. And so, (laughs) yeah, Caleb has a video of me dumping out all my clothes, my like Olympic (laughs) uniform stuff into the shower and just like, like chocolate protein powder (laughs) is in my bag. That's Uh, terrible. A lot of good memories like that
0: though. Yeah. Uh, so, so compare that to, uh, you know again your your international career it seems like has had also a very linear um kind of progression you know compare that to 2019 worlds where you're swimming individual races uh you swim the 100 and 200 free is that right no just 100 okay so you swim the 100 individually um you're on a lot more relays you're not just doing one prelim swim and calling it a meet um you know h- how is that it's what has that experience been like yeah it's a
1: lot harder to compare international meets to each other um where you can compare nc's to you know 17 nc's to 18 nc's that's like it's it's a lot easier to do that but to compare like um uh 19 Guangzhou to um 18 Tokyo like it's just they're so different like with the time change the you know all this all yeah. the setup that we have I mean the beds that we were sleeping on in Korea were really rough we had like one pillow that was like paper thin and okay. so there's like so many variables at um you know at some international competition that can be different um mm-hmm. but I was lucky enough to I think I got fourth in the 100 free by like a tenth I think I missed third by like a tenth or so so I was I was happy with that um, but yeah, like I said, like uh, my 2018 uh, Panpac meet was like pretty bad. I think the only time, like, good time that I went was the 50 free. Uh, the time change I think really wrecked us hard there. Um, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be super fair to say um, that you know I had a linear progression from one to the other to the other. But my times have been getting better.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that's I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that that it's really hard to compare international meat to international meat that when you break it down like that that makes yeah. a lot of sense oh and
1: especially to like domestic meats, like uh like Irvine to Panpax like <laughs> it's so much easier in the U.S. you know yeah. when like I'm staying in a nice hotel I <laughs> only have to be at the pool for like one hour and like do my swim and I have like two swims that I have to focus on and like I don't have 30 meetings that I have to go through throughout a course of a week or something like that
0: um, so f- I guess for example, it like a final session in Guangzhou. how, how long does, does that take, you know, like how many hours are you actually at the pool for if you, if you have, you know, a race or two?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not actually sure it, it feels like a long time. It depends if you have, I mean, Caleb, oh my gosh, Caleb has been, <laughs> I mean, prelims, semis and like worlds yeah. in particular with semifinals of fifties also, right. <laughs> the meet just feels like forever. I mean, I don't know how many sessions it was, but it's like eight days. I think it's eight or nine days and something like that. And like, yeah, you get to the pool like two hours before you swim, you like before you're scheduled to go into the ready room and then you warm up and stretch and then you get in and swim and you get massage or like whatever. And then you go to the ready, you go to the first ready room and then you go to the second (laughs) ready room and then you swim and then you swim out until your lactate comes down. And then if you have another, if you don't have another race, you can get a massage and get back on the bus or, you know, wait for the rest of the team. And if you have another swim, then you swim again and it can take forever and it is mentally draining. It's physically draining, but the physical parts, honestly, not that bad. Um, well, hasn't been for me. I haven't swam as much as Caleb has, but the mental part is tough, very tough, yeah. especially in the living conditions. I mean, they're not, they're not like horrible by any means, but they're just not like what we're used to.
0: Sure. I mean, I, I I would imagine even if it's like, you know, pretty nice living conditions, it's just not, not like you said, not what you're used to.
1: Yeah. I mean, in 2016, um, like the, the food is fine and all that, but like we slept on cots and like we had six people to, uh, (laughs) to like a suite (laughs) and it was just, it was hot and i remember sleeping on this like this cot that was like this big and i was like oh my god uh, but like i don't know you don't really remember that stuff like afterwards you remember like i don't know honestly the big, one of the biggest things i remember from 2016 olympics is held crying on the podium that was like one of the, my favorite like moments
0: i think that's one of everyone's favorite yeah, moments yeah i would <laughs> michael laughing at him yeah. Yeah, that was that's great. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about uh your one twenty nine. Um, you get to the two thousand eighteen NCAA's in Minnesota. Um, tell me about coming in. I mean, was that a did you, was that very set in your mind that like you were going to do that?
1: Yeah, probably for the the first time ever in my career, I dedicated a whole year. Since since my junior year when I went 130.8. After that, I was like, okay, I am dedicating this whole year to going under 130. Um, and I wanted to go like 129.8 or something like that. <clears throat> so that's almost like the only thing I thought about for a full year of training. And it was when I talked earlier about how there was like data points along the way. Showing me that I was better than I was my previous year. This was like that, but even more. Like I was crushing some of my times. Like I think I went forty-two-nine and a hundred free in a in a like in a dual meet in, a, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the season, and one thirty-three-eight. Like both in a brief, um, and like I those are faster than any of my like in season times before. And then I went to Big Tens and went one thirty-one one thirty-one-one unshaved. And like a week of rest and so I was like oh, okay I'm like pff, I have like the most confidence here <laughs> so it wasn't really like oh I hope I can make you know break 130 it was just like it was more of like anticipations like I'm really ready for this
0: yeah and I mean what a way to to go out as a senior you break that it, w- was that the first year you guys won the four medley relay also
1: I think so yes yeah yeah because you only don't want it two years yeah
0: yeah okay. I think yeah, 18, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah. so I mean, like, it, were, were you satisfied with that NCAAs having met that, that goal in particular, and then, you know, what, what you were able to accomplish as a team as well?
1: Uh, yeah. So yes and no, I'm, that's a perfect example of one of the things that I think I am really bad at. Um, people always say, you know, they, focus on, you're so good at like the two free or like turning your races around. So when you have a bad one, um, like, like you said, at trials, like you had a bad race, but you turned it around. And like, honestly, that was like it, kind of easy for me, but the thing that I'm recognizing that is hard for me is when I have a good swim, like when I go 129 on the first night of NCAAs and not just feeling super complacent in my mindset, I'll be like, well, I did what I wanted to do. Like, what am I still doing here? You know, it's like, I, it's really tough for me. And it's a really bad habit, uh, for me to, for me to be in that mindset. And the rest of the meet honestly, wasn't, wasn't great. Like I think my hunter free was one of my worst swims. The 50 was like, whatever, <clears throat> but even some of the relays, I feel like, um, I just, it's hard for me to get out of the mindset of being, it, it's hard for me to bring myself back down from such a high. Uh, I'll give you another example, 2018, um, in short course worlds. We, uh, it was me, Chadwick held and Caleb. We broke the 400 free world record short course. Um,
0: first day, right?
1: First day. And that was like my first world record. And I was, and it was like with my three best friends and I was so like hyped. I couldn't like, I was just on cloud nine and I couldn't sleep at all that, that night. And I had the 200 free the next day. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I want to do well with two free, but like, I just set a world record. Like, I'm done. I don't, you know, I'm, I don't say this to myself, but it's like thoughts that are coming yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. And then in prelims, so I like almost couldn't sleep that night because I was so, ex- you know, ecstatic about that 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 relay that, that we did. And I swim the prelim, dead tired, and get eighth, like barely. <laughs> I think Chad got ninth. I'm not positive, <laughs> but like, I definitely should have got should not have gotten eighth. And that was like that was like a huge thing that finally got me out of, you know, the, we have like seven days left. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> why are you in this kind of mindset? So I was able to like take a really good nap and turn it around. And like, I, I ended up winning that uh, from lane eight at, at night. <laughs>
0: that's I, I think that's uh, again, that's really important to hear. And also, I mean, I think that just speaks to how emotional, these these meat situations can get where it's like you're just on such a big high and then you don't you realize oh I don't really know how to handle this or how to like level level myself off yeah it's
1: it's hard and it's the thing is it's different for everyone and I I would say most people think that the hard part is oh you had a bad swim what are you gonna do now to have a good swim and for me at least just for me that that's not that hard because I'm like mad at myself I'm like, not going to waste this opportunity, mm-hmm. but what's hard for me is when I have a good swim and I have seven, you know, five, six, seven days <laughs> left in a meet to be yeah. like, okay, that was the first day. It's a good swim. And I'm I'm still not good at it. Uh, honestly, Caleb is the master at that. I mean, I've seen him come back into the room after, you know, his triples and worlds. And he's like, oh, you know, it's good, whatever. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, she broke like two world records, <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: yeah. you wanna stay up and talk about it.
1: I go to bed. And I was like, geez, just maintaining a level head is, at these meets is challenging, at least for me.
0: Yeah. And again, that, that kind of contextualizes what he's been able to accomplish. Certainly what you've been able to accomplish to, to be able to turn around and have, have that bad prelim swim and be able to bring yourself down and then win a world title.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the experience and then recognizing it is, you know, super helpful moving forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, So so let's bring it to the here and now. You are still in Bloomington. You're about to leave uh, for Budapest um, with the Toronto Titans, Mm -hmm. Uh, your your new ISL team. Tell me Mm -hmm. about how you've been prepping for the ISL and, and what you're looking forward to with that.
1: Yeah. So this year's, I mean, obviously, you know, this year is messed up. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this year's probably a little different. There was, I mean, there was a 10 week span where I, I didn't get in the water uh, in March or what was it? Yeah. End of March, 10 weeks after that. Uh, so this year was a little different, just like just getting back in the pool, um, did a lot more dry land. And we did a, a stint of time where we did only long course training okay. and then we, uh, during the summer, and then we moved, uh, in with a college team, and we've been doing all all yards now, and uh, I think it's going really well. Uh, Haven't had a ton of opportunities to see what I would go off the blocks. You know, uh, we did that one that the, uh, that one Wednesday that you guys actually put out where yeah. I did a, t- a two free and some other stuff, um, but I went like one thirty two or something, and that was mm-hmm. actually kind of surprising because it didn't feel like one thirty two felt much slower than that. So I was happy with that. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how this goes and it's going to be a big adjustment to get back to just racing in general. And I mean, and the ISL is like totally different because like, I don't think it's fair to necessarily look at like the straight times because the, like, again, the setup of the ISL is not really built for like best times. I mean, like (laughs) it's possible, but like, it's more about the team It's more about scoring points. I mean, when you have so many events in a two hour window, it's really hard to do best time, best time, best time, or, you know, or whatever. So it's more about, um, you know, one meet to the next and scoring points for your team so that your team can move forward. That's, that's one of the coolest things about the ISL, I think is the team aspect.
0: Absolutely. Um, but let's talk about the, the race Wednesday for just a sec. You know, you, you mentioned you you've mentioned multiple times you know the data points am i am i where i was last year and obviously this like you said this year's totally messed up um so you know you see that 132.8 i think it was um 200 free uh going into that race day um you know how are you feeling about where you were at in the water i was
1: like physically i was feeling fine like average i would say like nothing amazing nothing like and i wasn't like horribly beaten down or like dead like something like crap but if you if like they were like oh are you ready for this race and i always be like yeah whatever but if you were to <laughs> ask me i had to give myself like an estimate uh, estimation of the time that i would go i probably would have told you like i don't know like 133.9 or like 134.0 something like that so i was pretty surprised by by that too free
0: um also i think cody on one of his vlogs mentioned there was an incentive for that race if you oh yeah 132 something was gonna happen
1: yeah yeah oh you guys should get get when (laughs) this happens you guys should like come out and film it because it's gonna be fun um so i I was talking to john long and i was like put a little pressure on me um for this two free because i think it would help i you know i don't really two frees hurt and like I'm swimming by myself in practice. Yeah. I don't really want to yeah. hurt myself. you know it's like hard <laughs> to like make yourself go a hundred percent in something. So I was like I was put like some kind of wager and we like toss around a different couple of different wagers. We we're like, ah maybe like a hundred dollars or something like that. We we're like, ah no no no. Uh, And then we went back and forth on a couple of things and <clears throat> it ended up being if I broke or if I went 133 two or faster, then him and Corey Chitwood have to race a 200 freestyle. <laughs> and and I'm excited to see it. And John actually cut his hand open. So they're not going to be able to do it until we get back from ISL. But okay. we'll make sure to send that to you guys. This be, <laughs> it's going to be fun. I I'm, mean, Corey, Corey's super in shape. I don't know if John's in shape, but <laughs> Corey's multiple time NCAA champion, you know? I, I, I'm curious to see what they go. They both still swim.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Whether you swim or not, I feel like there's some people who just are always going to have it. Like we talked to Clark Burkle the other day and that dude like threw down a 5,300 breaststroke after like playing golf all day at age 30. You know,
1: it's like one that like, you have to be like careful. I would feel like you would want to do some breaststroke warm up with your joints and your knees and stuff. Yeah, that's impressive
0: yeah i mean i but the point the point being some people just have it i i feel like Corey would be one of those guys who can just who could probably just pop off something yeah. pretty good No, I, f- I
1: feel like he could too so that's why i'm excited to see what they go
0: Let's <laughs> to be I, awesome I, I think
1: they both like some masters uh like before it was stopped i think they were both like some masters stuff oh nice yeah
0: um yeah we'll be sure to get that i think that that should be
1: late november
0: okay yeah yeah. right right after the finale (laughs) yeah um so to to wrap up our conversation um i've never gotten to talk to you about coffee i don't think but you're you're a big fan of espresso tell me about uh bloomington first of all i travel all over the country bloomington has some of my favorite coffee hopscotch right yep yep. that's the place um They have great coffee. Um, tell me about you know your. I know you're really into espresso. How'd you get into it?
1: Oh, it's a good question. I don't even know how I got into it. Uh, I honestly like hated coffee in high school,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I don't. I don't know. Like something just kind of palate kind of changed over time, and yeah, I love it now. It's like an absolute necessity. Um, <clears throat> I have you know a dual boiler espresso machine in my house, and I ha- I use it twice a day every day uh, before morning practice and before afternoon practice. And it's, yeah, I just love it. Uh, hopscotch is awesome. And, uh, need more coffee is another, uh, local coffee shop. It's, uh, yeah, it's great.
0: So do you, do you branch out? Do you make lattes? Do you do black coffee? Are you pretty, pretty strictly espresso?
1: Uh, oh yeah. I don't, I don't usually drink just straight espresso. It's usually cappuccino, cappuccino, flat white. Uh, okay Yeah.
0: And you make all these yourself.
1: Yeah. I'm not good at like latte art or anything. I, I'm just, I'm such a bad artist. And it's like, you know, it's like latte art. You just like jiggle the jug around or whatever. But it's like, it's pretty hard. I'm pretty bad at it. Uh, there have been a few times where I've like been able to get some kind of like flower or like, you know, design in the in the espresso crema, but it's it's kind of tough. Still, yeah. still coming along.
0: <clears throat> what have you in your travels as a swimmer have you do you have favorite coffee shops in certain cities or you know what do you do Mm. when you don't have your own coffee to turn yeah i
1: i hurt uh honestly some of the places honestly budapest has really good coffee um i don't you know who david varazzo i think that's how you say his last name he's actually owns a coffee shop in uh in budapest um and i've been there i think i've been there once uh Let's see. Croatia had really good coffee. Um, we were there before Worlds in 2017. Okay. Really, really good coffee. Uh, Japan? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it couldn't have been good. Uh, but yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a necessity for me, especially before I race. Gotcha.
0: What yeah. I mean, have, <laughs> has there been a race recently when you didn't have coffee? <laughs> Not that I can think of. honestly i
1: like i have it before every practice
0: okay nice so it's it's become a part of you now
1: yeah someone's saying addiction yeah
0: (laughs) um well awesome blake uh do you do you last question just to wrap things up you know heading into budapest and isl with this new toronto titans team do you have any specific goals that either for you personally or for for your team heading into this season um for me personally, it would just be to like
1: <clears throat> gauge where I'm at in terms of fitness overall. How am I at racing? I'm, I'm guessing that I will get better as we do more races, just cause I'm not, you know, on top of, you know, kind of racing over and over again. And like, just getting used to that, but kind of just seeing where I'm at and trying to honestly just make money and score points for my team. Cause you know, the Olympics being postponed and everything being canceled is not good for professional swimmers, you know, monetarily. So other than that, nothing really, <clears throat> like I said, it's pretty hard to, you know, I want to go best time here, especially this year when <clears throat> I took 10 weeks off. That's the longest time I've taken off in swimming ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, since I was like eight years old. Um, so we'll see
0: uh speaking of professional i lied we're not done yet that's Uh, fine dude
1: i love talking about swimming i've talked about it forever
0: (laughs) um mizuno you so you were you know this mizuno suit came out and everyone kind of freaked out about it like the texas team had it and then caleb wore it in 17 and everyone's like oh my god this suit's crazy and then you were the first at least american guy to get a sponsorship with mizuno yeah that was that was super cool because it's like oh like This is legit, like they're sponsoring people now. Um, Tell me about how that all came to be for you.
1: Yeah, so uh, it was a little bit of like kind of right place, right time. And like, I just love their suits. So I kind of like zoned in on them a bit more just because mentally it was hard for me. I I like their suits so much more than any of the other suits that it was hard for me to justify wearing another suit even for, you know, a certain amount of money. So <laughs> I was almost in the mindset. I was like, I don't care how much money they give me or not. I want to wear their suits just because I liked it so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, I remember uh, the GX Sonic 3 is when everyone was like, dude, this thing literally kicks for me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I can't swim to the bottom because my suit is like <laughs> holding me up. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's been great. I've loved Mizuno ever since.
0: Um. I mean, for for anyone who has never worn a tech suit, for who hasn't ever worn a Mizuno, you know, what what makes it stand out? Why, why did you love this suit to the point where you were like, I will take less money to be with Mizuno?
1: Um, so the first time I wore it, I believe, was 2016 Short Course Worlds in Windsor, Canada. And I, I swam really well. And the, the thing that I noticed <clears> is if you put a Mizuno on right away, the thing that you'll notice is the strap that's right above your knee isn't absurdly tight like every other suit is like every other suit will crank down really Mm -hmm. hard on your on your knee there but Mizuno it's just I mean it's just snug it's just and I like that I was like I don't need to be losing like (laughs) blood out of my calves or something crazy it's just it's it's fine you know and so I I really like that and then the buoyancy it's just like it it you just have to dive in with it and it feels so much more buoyant i don't know exactly what it is in terms of like the suit material or anything like that but it it just feels so much more buoyant than any other suits that i've tried i mean honestly yeah it's it's just those two things i would say and it's it's hard to say Oh, i like it because of this you try them all and then see the difference you know or try as many as you can yeah um yeah and I like that, you know, all the suit companies have variants now. And between like, this is for sprint, this is for multi. They didn't used to have that, um, you know, years ago. And there's a suit for everyone out there.
0: Yeah. Did if, if you, if you today were to tell your younger self, like, oh, I'm going to be a professional athlete now sponsored by Mizuno. Do you, I mean, how do you think your younger self would react to that?
1: Hmm. Like what? Like, what age am I telling myself this at?
0: Uh, let's say eight.
1: At eight? <laughs> I had no idea. I would have been like, cool, dude. I want to go <laughs> play soccer or something. I have no idea.
0: And you're your yourself. Doing like, eight. no, 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 get in the pool. Yeah, actually, where,
1: <laughs> yeah, at eight, I don't know. Uh, I remember being, I think I was 12 when I watched Michael in 2008. And that was like the first time where I, I remember like sitting, yeah, it had to be 12, 13, maybe, but I was like sitting on my like living room carpet and I was watching Michael do all of his races and, you know, winning the Hunter fly by a hundredth. And that was like, Holy crap. I love swimming. That was like, <laughs> that was huge for me, you know, at that time.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I think I, I certainly remember watching those races as well. And um yeah, I mean, what an inspiration and, What a thing to be able to say, Oh yeah, I watched this. And now, now you've been his teammate.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, it was like making the Olympic team was a dream come true and like being able to swim in the Olympics and, and all that. But like, just being on that team with all of those people was just like another dream come true. I mean, Michael, yes. And, but like everyone else too, like all of my friends, you know, like Caleb and Ryan and, you know, everyone, it was just such a good experience.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you, you know, when, when was the first time you started to really um, make friends in the sport like that? Like what, you know, Caleb, Ryan, Chadwick, like when did you start to meet those guys at, at meets?
1: Probably on the junior team. Uh, that was the okay. first time. Yeah. Cause I was on the junior team for two years and actually, actually a funny story. Uh, we went to junior panpacks in 2018 and that, that 800 for relay that we did at junior pan packs. Had three of the same four guys that were on that eight free relay last year at Worlds, where we got third. It was me, Sally, and Townley. We were oh, wow. we were on that junior pan pack eight for relay, <laughs> and we swapped Apple out, and he was the last one. Yeah, and that was You're... I mean that's like so cool to me. It's like four years later, we're doing like the same thing, and or not four years. Wait, what what year did I say?
0: 2018? I say twenty eighteen. I meant twenty fourteen.
1: Twenty fourteen. Okay, okay. It had to be twenty fourteen, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, do you remember where it was? Yeah, Maui, Dubai. Maui, Hawaii.
1: No, that was thirteen. Yeah, that was my first trip. Yeah, that was my first trip. Uh, Dubai Junior Worlds. Yeah, Gunner, Caleb, they were both on that. Um, That was so long ago. I honestly can't remember a whole lot more than that. But, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I mean, being on relays with them, that the junior team is definitely where you start. You know, meeting meeting. You know, Team USA members. You know, Team USA members that you'll go on to national team meets and go on to olympic olympic meets and world championships and now isl and world cups and whatever and it's just fun because like you haven't seen them in however many months and you know regrouping say what's up and like hang out have a good time what i love about it yeah (coughs)
0: well i feel like that's a good ending point. Blake, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk with me. It's, it's certainly been a blast and I hope your travel to Budapest goes well. I'm super excited to see what how, how everything goes down there. Awesome, thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Swim Swam Podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.